the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. An Easter hymn for All Saints Sunday. We are not surprised. God's grace, God's mercy, God's peace to those ten families in the bulletin this weekend and to each of us. God's grace, God's mercy, God's peace. One fruit, nine ingredients. Think in all these decades I've been here, I've never heard as much response to a series of sermons as has come from the fruit of the Spirit and those nine ingredients. Love towards God, joy, because of God, peace, because of God. The middle three, dealings with others, love, joy, peace, patience, with them kindness, singular acts, goodness, the general soil of an individual. And the last three, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There are you. Faithful to you, to your family name, to God, gentle. Gentle with yourself, stop beating yourself up so much. And the last one, self-control. Why didn't God end it at eight ingredients? Why did he throw in a ninth? Because of crucially important, the ninth ingredient is self-control. He starts with love. Fruit of the Spirit is love. He ends with uh, self-control. If you have not the last one, you lose the other eight. If you have not the last one, you will lose the other eight. If you have no self-control, your love for God will disappear quickly, turn into hatred because of the suffering in your life or other people's lives. If you have no self-control, you will have not joy. There will not be peace if you have no self-control. You understand that well. Patience with others, that's a laugh. Kindness, goodness, if you have no self-control, are you kidding me? Faithfulness goes out the window. If you have no self-control over the passions that exist in your life, faithfulness, gone. Gentleness, I don't think so. God begins with love. The greatest of these is love. He ends with self-control. Because all is lost if you have not the last one. There's a verse in the Bible that's up on the screen, 1 Timothy 1, 7. One of my favorite verses. There are three components. Fruit of the Spirit. Talks about self-control, so does 1 Timothy. It says, God did not give us a spirit of timidity, But he gave us a spirit of power 
and of love and of self-control. My goodness gracious, I always thought self-control was a poor word to throw in there next to power and love. Power is power. Love is the greatest of them all. What in the world is self-control, self-discipline doing in that list? Because if you do not have it, power is corrupted. If you have power and have not self-control, you become a bully. And you use your power to control everything. Not a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and of love. Love, if it does not have self-control, love becomes a way to manipulate other people. And now you understand why self-control is a third in that list. The Spirit gave you power and love and self-control. If I ask you why Satan fell, would you know the answer? If you know the Bible pretty well, you say it's sin of pride. And you're correct. What caused the sin of pride? Lack of self-control. I'll prove it to you. Ezekiel 38. Satan was so loved by God, the great archangel, along with Michael. He was so loved by God, he had more talent than any angel in heaven. In Ezekiel 38, it says God appointed him to be in charge of the choirs and the worship that happened amongst the angels in heaven. And if that didn't cause Satan's head to expand, then Ezekiel 38 indicates that when God created the Garden of Eden, before Adam and Eve were on this earth, he invited Satan to come into the garden with him and take a look at everything he had done. Puts him in charge of the worship and the, and the choirs of the angels in heaven. Brings him into the garden of Eden. And then the Bible says about Satan, he desired to be higher than all the angels. And then it says in a further verse, he desired to have the power of God himself. His sin was pride. And that sin was produced by self-control not being in his life. If you have not self-control, you destroy not only yourself, you always bring others into the mix. You have not self-control, you just start destroying your family, your friends, the job you have, the commuter train, the neighborhood, everything. You understand, you understand. Because each of us knows someone who lacks self-control. And we know the harm that is done. This is where the battle starts. Jesus, when he's taken into the wilderness to start his ministry right after he's baptized, Holy Spirit brings him into the wilderness. He comes face to face with Satan. What test is going on? The test that is going on is the test 
whether Jesus has a self-control that Satan did not have. Satan comes at Jesus in the same arenas where he fell. God said, I'm put you in charge of the choirs of heaven. I'm going to bring you into the Garden of Eden. So special are you to me. And here comes Satan. He uses the same angle of attack against Jesus. He says, Jesus, turn the stone into bread. Use the power God has given you for this means. Temptation, three arenas. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Use your power, turn the stone into bread. Secondly, look at all the kingdoms of the world, bow down and worship me. I'll give all of them to you. You should have a bigger head as I do, Jesus. And I'll tell you what, third time, uh, jump down off the temple. God will lift you up, all the people will ooh and awe, and they'll follow you. Self-control. 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 Every time Satan came, he had as his weapon the Word of God. Ephesians 6, 11, and 12 put on all the armor of God. Powerful armor, the Word of God. There was one miracle Jesus did where he fed 10,000 with five loaves and two fish. And in the gospel account, I believe it's in John, it says as soon as he did the miracle, the people, the 10,000 people, wanted to make him their king by force. And Jesus, feeling Satan's presence right after this great miracle, Jesus, feeling Satan's presence, He sends the disciples away immediately, the Bible says, because they were weak in that area anyway. And then it says he dispersed the crowd. Self-control, 10,000 people saying, we're going to make you our earthly king. Satan fell, Jesus did not. Self-control. 1 Peter 1.13, I'm going to read it in the King James Version. I'm going to read it in the NIV, NIV Version. Listen carefully. 1 Peter 1.13, think clearly and exercise self-control as you look forward to Jesus coming. It doesn't say think clearly and worship God. Think clearly, be kind to others, not this time. Simon Peter says, think clearly and exercise self-control as you look forward to Jesus coming. Why did Pastor Schauer read the Beatitudes on All Saints Sunday? We read it every All Saints Sunday, have for at least 40 years. Why do we read it? Because God tells us how he wants us to be until he comes and takes us home. And if you look carefully as, he, as how he wants you to be, it's all about self-control. Blessed are the peacemakers, self-control. Blessed are those who are meek, self-control. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of the kingdom, self-control. Blessed are the pure in spirits. Blessed are the pure in spirits. Self-control. I've come close to having the, this, the unbelievable honor of baptizing some 1,600 babies and infants, children. And every time I've done that over 39 years, when I come to this one statement, I think about it, think about it, think about it, 1,600 times. The one statement is this, the parents take a vow that they'll pray with and for that child daily, that they will set a Christian example in the words that come out of their mouth and the deeds that are done in the presence of their children. The deeds that are done, the words that are spoken in the presence of their children. Think clearly, exercise self-control, it affects others' lives. King James Version, 1 Peter 1.13. Gird up the loins of your mind. That's really strange, isn't it? You don't understand it at all. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober, self-controlled as you wait for Jesus to come. What does that mean? I'll tell you. People in the Middle East, when they traveled, they gathered up their long garments Garments they wore, part of their culture. Didn't want to show any flesh, not even the ankles. They gather up their long garments when they travel so that they are not encumbered by those long garments, so they are not distracted or stumbling or falling because of those long garments. They gird them up, they lift them up so they're not encumbered. In the King James Version, it says, Gird up your thoughts and your minds and your affections and your passions so you'll not be preoccupied as you run the race, so that you do not stumble or fall as you run the race. And you say, what race? Hebrews 12. Since you're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, including your own children, watch the words you speak in their presence and the deeds that you do in their presence. Since we're surrounded by so many witnesses, your children watching, listening, observing, your next door neighbor, they know you're a Christian, they know you go to Trinity Lutheran Church. They watch. The words you speak, the things you do, and you're all tied up with what? Self-control. Self-control. The race we run is toward the kingdom. The Beatitudes tell us what we're supposed to be doing in that time before we get there. Matthew 25, feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty. Tells us what we're supposed to be doing. And it's all tied up. With self-control. If you have not self-control, you'll run the race, you'll go a hundred yards, you fall flat on your face. If you don't have self-control, you run a hundred yards and 
and all of a sudden you forget what your eyes are supposed to be fixed on, and you go off on another path. If you have no self-control, you might get 400 yards in, one lap around the track, and then you're done. You're winded, you're gassed, you've lost the interest in him. You're on to other stuff. That was just a little phase in my life. Self-control. First Peter 5, 7. Be self-controlled. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may chew up and devour. Even as he tried to do with Jesus, so he does with us. Self-control. Since I have no self-control over the length of my sermons, we're going to cover part two next week. Okay, thank you. I have not visited, save for one time in these nine weeks, I have not visited the previous verses of Galatians 5. Galatians 5, 19, just before it says, fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. I have not visited the prior verses. Are you ready? Here's what you have if you have not self-control. You have the fruits of the flesh. Fruits of the flesh are sexual immorality, no self-control, sexual immorality. Idolatry. You'll find something else to worship other than God because your passion will go in a different arena. If you have no self-control, sexual immorality, idolatry, debauchery, are you ready? Fits of rage, dissension, discord, Jealousy, selfish ambition, factions. You have no self-control, very, very sadly. It does not just affect you. I wish it just affected you. But it affects your family, your job. It, it affects your entire life, including your relationship with him. The fruit you and I are to bear never blossoms. If it blossoms, never bears a fruit. If it bears a fruit, the fruit withers on the vine. One great explosion, and everything that you and I have done, one area where self-control, one circumstance where self-control, road rates, how many deaths, One action, no self-control. That which you have built up for decades with regards to a reputation, gone. Do I have any good word? Yes, I do. Thank you. David had no self-control. Bathsheba and Uriah. David said, oh my God, I have sinned so grievously I wish I was dead. God said, my son's blood will cover it, David. You still have much work to do in the kingdom. Moses, no self-control, kills the Egyptian. 
What does God do? Sends them packing for 40 years into the wilderness. Moses keeps saying, God, forgive me. God says, I got work for you to do, my friend. You got one million Israelites that need to be delivered. Do you understand, people? Story from years ago, some gentleman in a small town back in the 1800s, western town. He had an S on his forehead. It was branded there. Why? Because he stole some sheep. And they said, we'll either hang you or we'll put a brand on your forehead. What do you want? He said, brand me. And they branded him. It was 20, 30 years later and some young kid was walking down the street. And he asked his mom and dad, why does he have an S on his forehead? And they said, because he's a saint. He's such a good and kind man. He's a saint. He's helped everybody. He's a saint. They had forgotten why that brand was on the man's forehead. There's not one of us here. There's not one of 700 that will worship this weekend. There's not one of 25,000 that will worship up at Willow Creek. There's not one out of 8,000 that will worship at Parkview. There is not one that has not had something where self-control for that moment was gone. And God has said to the man in the pulpit and to each one of us, forgiven through the blood of Christ, you have work to do for the kingdom. Forgiven. Next week, I hope my self-control will limit me to part two and not part three. It's been a, a fabulous nine weeks. So many have said, I knew the fruits of the Spirit, but I didn't know them. And these small group Bible studies and these sermons have helped me to know better what those fruits are. Would you rise as we pray? Lord, how dangerous is that last one, self-control. How dangerous. Satan knows the consequences, so does David, Moses, Jonah, Abraham, the twelve disciples, and Simon, Peter, and all of us. But Heavenly Father says in 1 Corinthians 10, that no temptation has overtaken us except God will provide a way of escape for us. And when he provides a way of escape, may we, your children have enough of the ingredient called self-control that we head down that path of escape and come running into the arms of Jesus himself. How often, if someone sins, shall I forgive them? Seven times? Jesus said no. If someone lacks self-control, you forgive them 70 times seven because that's how I forgive you. Be with your children in our Savior's name. Amen.
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.